0: Welcome to Rising Femme, a podcast dedicated to helping you rise higher in all areas of your life and leadership. I'm your host, therapist and mindset business success coach, Monique Harding. Over the last seven years, I've mentored thousands of ambitious visionaries and purpose-led leaders looking to expand their income and their impact, embody their fullness and connect with their true north. I'll be bringing you some of my favorite thought leaders, cozy solo riffs that mess with your stuck thinking, and powerful story shares across all things business, relationships, money, and more. If you're a bold, big, dreaming woman ready to unlock your highest potential with confidence and unshakable self-belief, settle in. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, hello, welcome back to another episode of Rising Femme with Monique Harding. It's so good to be here with you as always. I can't believe that I'm only recording an episode on this content slash topic now. This is a model, a framework that I created roughly roughly maybe about nine months ago now. Um, And I spoke about it a lot at the time. I did a few episodes on other people's podcasts about it. And when I launched Rising Femme, it was at the top of episodes to record in terms of ideas that I track. And I'm only just now getting around to it. So without further ado, I want to introduce you to something that I have named expansion anxiety. Now, some of you might have heard me talk about this on my social media. It is a model that I created to help people move through growth edges in their lives, in their lives, in their businesses. You know, when you have worked in behavior change for as long as I have, you start to notice that, you know, everybody has dreams. The majority of us have goals, things that we want to work towards, but not everybody achieves them, not everybody lives them. And this is despite often circumstances around them being really supportive. It's like psychologically something gets in the way from people pursuing their potential. Q expansion anxiety that is the thing. So today I'm going to introduce you to the model. I'm going to tell you a little bit around what it was born out of, uh, I guess the different research, evidence, ideas that underpin it, as well as the five different archetypes which you likely fit into at any given point in time. And there is a free quiz that I have for you to go and do and identify which particular archetype is strongest for you at present and some really practical strategies to help you move through that as well so that you can be one of those people that achieves your dreams, that actually fully steps into your potential and what has been meant for you all along. So this phenomena, this experience of expansion anxiety, you will likely experience this when you are right at an at an edge, you know, one of those growth edges, those stretchy zones. Maybe you are looking to raise your prices or you're about to launch a new offering out into the world. It could be present when you are dating somebody new, you're putting yourself out there. It could simply be you are trying something new for the first time. You know, you might never have been on a solo travel trip and this is the first time that you have gone out on an adventure at your own, you're feeling a bit out of your comfort zone and all of a sudden the expansion anxiety hits. So anything you do that takes you out of your current reality that has the promise of the future looking different, that's when you're going to meet expansion anxiety and your unique archetype. So in to give you the short version, it's a model that typically occurs as a result of our nervous system being dysregulated and us being unconsciously kicked into safety mode. And of course, our brains determine what is safe by our past experiences. So whatever we have had a tendency throughout our lives to lock into, anchor into during times of discomfort, of edginess, of growth, we are most likely to be kind of predisposed to that particular archetype. And that's how I've come up with these five. So there's five of the distinct archetypes that I've identified along the way. And each of those five also have their own tendencies, I guess I would call them. um, But also antidotes, you know, things that you are needing, that you're needing to work on in order to tame this within you to not necessarily override it, but I would say more to soothe it, to be able to to move forward with it. It's because it kind of comes from that primal place. It's likely that this will continue, continue to arise within you. So this is more of a case of you having some awareness around it, knowing how to, how to, to work with it. And then as I say, how to soothe it, how to, to move forward with it so that it isn't the thing that prevents you from moving forward in your life. Towards your goals, so let me introduce you to the five archetypes, and I'm going to also talk you through the tendencies uh, that each of the five have. I have, I've got like a bit of a, a bit of a thing for. I think it's called alliteration, is it? Um, where I like any models or theories or things that I'm coming up with to to have the same letter starting with them it's like a bit of a weird thing in terms of how my brain works so they're the five p's the uh and they are perfectionism perturbing projection procrastination and pacification and we're going to go through each of them in detail now So, first of all, is the perturber. So, that's basically you perturbing things at the last minute when you're right on the edge. You've done all of the work, you've moved through it, but then push comes to shove, you've launched the product, you've popped your prices up, and then quickly you take the sales page down and cancel it all. You know, you are likely someone that is really high energy. You've got big ideas, and you are all in when the inspiration hits. You know, you're a bit of a dreamer, you're a manifester, you've got awesome ideas, you're great at making decisions and taking action. Whereas the downsides of this archetype is that your shiny object syndrome can often find you on the latest trend and getting a bit bored with what you had already committed to. So expansion anxiety for you is going to peak right when you are on the edge. As I said, you'll likely move through okay. It's when we kind of hit that point of exposure or when things really, really get real that you're going to feel it and want to blow it up. It's like it all becomes too much. And then you perhaps even like bit of mind games, convince yourself that there is another way or that it's not meant to be this hard or even sometimes it can come in a bit sneakily in that you convince yourself that there is a better idea um, or you know, you've know you evolved throughout this process and so you're no longer meant to be offering this program and it is in fact another program that you're needing to do. I bet you that's sounding familiar for a few of you listening so for the perturbers in the crowd, your tendency is going to be to explode things. And your biggest challenge is completion, that follow through bit. In terms of how to alchemize, how to soothe the perturber, we wanna be working on self-belief and self-perseverance. So really that Flexing that um, perseverance muscle, moving through things, sticking with them, setting yourself some milestones, some guidelines to make sure that you continue to to push through during these times um, and sticking to them. Whether that's you need an accountability buddy, whether it's just you need to be thinking those things through at the start of a new offering or a new product that you might be looking at. Um, or anything new in your life, a new relationship. It might be, I'm going to stay on the dating app for three months before I shut it down. You know, giving yourself the opportunity to succeed before you give up. So that is our perturber. Now, uh, as I mentioned in at the start of the episode, I do have a really nifty little quiz, which is going to help you identify which one of these you most embody currently. And as I said, they can shift around. You might actually find listening to this that you really identify with a few of them, but it is most common that one will be strongest within you at any point in time and the quiz is really good for that because it kind of helps you um, know how to harness your strengths and gives you even more practical strategies to work through this then we have so our second one after the perturber uh is perfectionism so not all pressure right no action you're in the thinking you know you're likely a very considered person you're meticulous you've also got big dreams and goals you know you are the bright shining star when your confidence is high and when you're in that that flow you feel unstoppable you know that you're a high achiever however your tendency to in the future, to be thinking about how things can be better, can often leave you feeling a little bit empty and unfulfilled in your present, almost like nothing is ever going to be good enough, so why bother trying, right? The biggest challenges for the perfectionist are going to be finalizing projects. So actually hitting go and doing the do um, and also outsourcing. You know, perfectionists tend to have a bit of a belief system that um, they're the best person to, to do the thing. So outsourcing, delegating can be really, really hard. Therefore, the tendency is going to be to overwork and to eventually, unfortunately, burn out. If we are looking to, to soothe the perfectionist when we are on the growth edge. So that perfectionism tendency within us, that expansion anxiety, you are looking to build more self-belief in yourself and self-celebration. And not in the moments that you are necessarily doing big projects. This has to be a daily practice for those of you that experience perfectionism, expansion, anxiety. So looking at the areas each and every day, where did you have impact? Where are you proud of yourself? Getting good at self-reflecting and celebrating yourself in the moment. You might also start to practice delegating, practice passing over tasks, practice doing things to 80%. Now, I had a client recently who we were working uh, on this with, and obviously within her business, that's going to be the most stretchy place to try and challenge the perfectionism so we started in some other areas of her life knowing that we are all systemically linked right like everything touches everything if we can change something up a bit in her health practices in her home life in her family that will likely have a flow on effect in how she shows up with her business and so what we looked at doing was and it sounds so simple now that I say it out loud but we looked at shifting the way that she worked out. So she'd become quite rigid in terms of the timeframes and the way that she was doing things. So by loosening that grip a little bit, it it actually had a flow and effect to her being more open within her business to getting things done within particular timeframes, rather than it always being that it needed to be done to a standard before she was happy to let it go, to publish it, to put it out into the world. So you can think holistically with this stuff as well. I guess is is the message in that. You know, there will often be places in your life that you hold on to that perfectionism very, very tightly. So we don't want to start there. We want to start in in the softer places to land, the areas that have more maneuverability in order for you to actually create some change and challenge some of the beliefs that underpin that particular archetype. So that's the perfectionist, perturber, perfectionism. Then we have projection. So this is the tendency to seek outside of yourself you know, picture you're right on the edge. It's feeling really stretchy, you're out of your comfort zone. These are the people that over-focus on others. You know, the relationship focus during times of change can actually leave you feeling more overwhelmed. You know, often these people are Big collaborators, you know, great team players, lovers of community, really curious at heart. Um, they seek a lot of support, a lot of guidance from others. They really value that kind of, you know, collaborative uh, brainstorming, thinking through process. They're normally very generous people, and they they value service. However, you think about during times of change when you already have a bit of. Anxious energy in your system, you outsourcing your thinking to multiple different people and going outside of yourself is not particularly helpful. It is often when confusion starts to creep in and really amplifies big emotions that have likely already been there. The biggest challenges for the projectors are comparison. And self-censorship, closing your mouth, basically, you know, not oversharing, not going to people outside of you, because the tendency there is, of course, to outsource your thinking. So in terms of soothing practices to work with, for you to be able to move through your growth edges towards your potential, towards your big ideas, towards your big dreams, is to practice self-connection. Journaling, meditation, observing your thoughts, really great activities for the projector because they bring you back to your innate wisdom. They bring you back to what your strengths are to really trusting yourself, therefore changing the belief that you need to seek outside and knowing that you have all of the answers that you need within yourself. On that, though, I should also just mention that it's not always a bad thing to seek guidance, right? I think it's all—it's more about, I guess, the anxiety in which you come to those conversations with others with, you know, so if you are going to a peer, a colleague, a coach, a mentor when you're in that phase of expansion anxiety, I think that's why this model is so helpful is because, you know, if you know which one of these profiles you are, your coach knows which one of these models you are, um, you know, I'm more because of like I've developed the model, like I'm more likely to coach people in the way that empowers them and brings them back to their thinking, right, rather than giving them the answers because I'm always conscious of, okay, you know, I've got someone who's showing up in big projector energy at the moment, so I want to be bringing bringing them back to themselves, asking really curious questions, helping them back to, to trust themselves to come back into that belief. So that's your initial three. Um, what have we done? The perturb perturbing, perfectionism, projection. Then we have procrastination. Very familiar to most of us. We've all been there in some way, shape or form, you know, putting it off, right? Um, again, the procrastinators often have a very strong future focus as well. So they'll be really clean, really clear on their dreams, their goals for five years, maybe even 10 years ahead. Um, I guess the belief underneath that though is, you know, that the more time you have, the better your ideas are going to be. It can be very hard for the procrastinators to really trust that their idea is as perfect as it will ever be in the current moment and that that is good enough. So in, in that way, they're in good company with perfectionists actually um, because there's some similar belief systems there. So for procrastinators though, it can lead to your tasks, your projects being completed right at the 11th hour, um... Because deep down, a part of you actually loves the adrenaline of hammering something out last minute and, you know, that rush that it brings. But the challenge is when you're procrastinating on the things that you don't like, um, or there's the fear or the anxiety around, because perhaps there's the newness there, which expansion anxiety often brings. Because that's when these kind of behaviors, this profile kicking in, can lead you to feeling quite overwhelmed. You know, quite stressed. So, the biggest challenge for our procrastinators is getting started, actually initiating things, holding yourself accountable, and their tendencies are overthinking and overwhelm. So, the way to soothe yourself as a procrastinator is through self leadership, through practicing that commitment to self each and every day of what you're showing up for, what are you a yes for, what are you a no for, and staying true to your word. You know, that might sound a little bit rigid, but that's how we learn to trust ourselves through setting clear intentions and then embodying those intentions through our action, following it through. Then our fifth and final one, pacification. So again, I told you all the P's, right? Um, And that is really being driven by our emotions. So the pacifier, they tend to need a lot of soothing, They are people that are often seen by their friends as the successful one in the group. You know, others would likely call you very confident, very driven. However, deep down all of the growth, all of the progression, all of the more, 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 it rocks your nervous system a lot. You know, you're a feeler and you identify as someone who is highly empathic, highly sensitive. You know, you might regularly find yourself trying to soothe your nervous system or even numb out when things are really ramping up. You might be, and look, this might not be um, just, Uh, I mean, I don't want to say negative, but um, more unhelpful behaviors or tools that you're reaching to, such as like alcohol, drugs, overindulging in food. It can also be that you are meditating constantly or you are manifesting your little heart out or you're creating multiple vision boards or um, you're journaling all the time. Like you're, you're seeking things constantly to soothe. Now, the biggest challenge for those of you that identify with the pacifier archetype is that suppression will lead to burnout because you're never really actually changing the action. You're just kind of like adding more sand into the cup. So the tendency for people with this archetype can be to over-focus on emotion and get really kind of caught up in the emotion, distracted by it, distracted on the need for, for self-soothing. So if we are working to soothe your inner uh, pacifier, we want to work on self-trust. Yeah, trusting yourself and self-accountability. So again, following through with those things, perhaps creating a bit of a structure around soothing activities so that it's all embedded into your routine to know that you need to honor your nervous system during these periods and really harnessing those strengths, like connecting back with your values, having good, positive self-talk and really creating a super rich life um, outside of your work. So, creating a life outside that naturally soothes you so that you're not living just for all of the high nervous system activation. So that's your five, the five different archetypes, perfectionism, projecting, procrastination, pacification, and perturbing. I know that you guys are super interested in this model. I have run a masterclass on it, Back When I first developed it about nine months ago, as I said, I also have the quiz there for you to go and check out. You can find that at MoniqueHarding.com co forward slash quiz. I will put the link in the show notes for that. I find it a super useful model. There's a really cool little um, workbook with all of the different archetypes that you will get when you get your quiz results, which if you are working with a coach and it is not me, then that could even be something useful for you to share with them just in terms of not the workbook itself. please don't do that and be a good human. Um, But just more so in terms of, you know, your tendencies and to give you some language around things that might be helpful for you to, to work on to make sure that you, you know, keep really honing your strengths and moving forward in your natural zone of genius. So much of this work is all about awareness and then once we have that awareness how can we use it to continue on our path on our mission on bringing bigger impact to our clients to our businesses so i hope that that has been interesting for you if you are keen for me to do another masterclass, please dm me let me know i would happily schedule something in for you all over the next month or so um but that is a little teaser of exactly what is expansion anxiety and an introduction to the model. I hope that you all have the best week. Go and do the quiz. Don't forget to like and review so that I can reach more people through the podcast and keep producing this awesome free content for you all. I'll chat to you next week. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I hope that you have gained some new insight and ideas from today's episode. I would love nothing more than to hear from you. Tell me your greatest takeaway, how you're going to apply it, and why not share it in a review? It is honestly the biggest compliment that you can give to rate and review or share this with your people on Instagram. And if you want more, you might like to check out my website, MoniqueHarding.co. You can get a free copy of my quiz to identify the one area that you're needing to work on now in order to increase your impact and income and level up in your life. Big love, and I'll see you next week.